Survival Tales, The Titanic, Chapter 5, Clara. Thursday, April 11th, 1912. Clara followed the captain out of the wheelhouse and past his sleeping quarters, prowling along the first-class promenade toward the stern as her master made his daily routine checks. Clara heard the captain telling some of the passengers that they might make it to America in less than seven days with the engines at full speed and if the weather was good. Clara wasn't as worried about reaching their destination quickly. She was just glad to have the chance to accompany her captain on his final voyage before he retired, and she as the captain's cat with him. Clara continued along the boat deck. She padded silently past the lifeboats that lined the uppermost deck, past the Marconi room, where the wireless operators communicated with nearby ships and with the shore when they were close enough. She passed by the magnificent, ornate dome of glass that topped the grand staircase, then a curious room filled with equipment that the humans used for exercise. Then onto the second-class promenade toward the stern of the ship and past the first-class smoking room. There were more lifeboats at the back of the ship. As Clara approached, she heard a strange sound coming from the farthest one the farthest away. She sneaked over and listened. Her ears pricked up. A small squeak came from inside the boat, followed by another. Clara sunk low to the floor, her claws out as she prowled closer, thinking that a rat would make a satisfying meal. She pounced up onto the canvas lifeboat cover, easing her head beneath the rim. She didn't find rats. To her surprise, three black and white kittens huddled beneath one of the wooden benches, mewing for their mother. Clara squeezed her body beneath the tight gap between the canvas cover and the edge of the boat and sniffed at the kittens. How did you guys get inside here? She asked the largest of the kittens, who stared up at her with big, wide blue eyes. Our mother left us here, the kitten replied. Your mother? Clara sniffed the air. The kitten nodded. She said she would come back, but that was a very long time ago. Another of the kittens gave a small cry. Where's our mother? We're so hungry. Clara couldn't answer. She didn't know how the kittens could have been left inside a lifeboat in the first place. The only thing she knew for sure was that there were no other cats on the ship besides her and these three little stowaways. Did your mother name you? She asked the kittens. The largest kitten nodded. I'm Violet, she said. These are my brothers, Cosmo and Jack. Clara looked at each of the kittens in turn, trying to decide what she should do. If she left them there, they would likely starve before they reached their destination. But if she helped them, she might never shake them. Kittens had a nasty habit of becoming attached. You may call me Miss Clara, she finally said. I am the captain's cat. Jack's eyes widened at this. Apparently feeling a little bit brave, he ventured forward standing as tall as he could to raise his small pink nose to Clara. Will you help us find our mother, Miss Clara? He asked. You can't stay here, Clara told him, ignoring the question. If humans find you, they will throw you overboard. Cosmo squeaked and Violet narrowed her eyes at Clara, licking Cosmo's head to calm him. Jack, pretending not to have heard her last remark, said, You could look after us until our mother returns. Clara frowned and shook her head. She had far more important things to be doing than looking after abandoned kittens. Clara had never had kittens herself. She'd always been too busy traveling on ships with her captain. 
She'd never once regretted it, and she wasn't about to spend her final years chasing kittens around. You'll have to fend for yourselves, she told the kittens, making a decision. Though, if you don't want to be discovered or starve before we reach land, you'll need to find a safer place to hide. Where can we go? Cosmo squeaked. Clara sighed. She wanted to tell the kittens that wasn't her problem. But, like her captain, she had a duty to all of the passengers on the ship, and she supposed that included these kittens. Besides, the little one, Cosmo, didn't look as if he would last five minutes without a grown cat to keep him out of trouble. I'll take you somewhere safe, Clara said finally, but you must stay out of trouble and out of sight. If you are discovered, I won't be able to help you. Do you understand? The three kittens nodded in unison, and Jack gave Clara a wide grin, as though he'd known all along that she was going to help them. Clara poked her head out from beneath the cover and scanned the deck. It was tea time, so most of the passengers were in one of the dining rooms. Follow me. As quickly as you can. If I tell you to hide, you hide. The kittens nodded again and jumped one by one up onto the wooden bench inside the lifeboat their tiny claws gripping the sides as they tried to keep their balance. Cosmo didn't make it, and his paws slipped off the edge. Clara watched him scrabble helplessly inside the boat for a few moments, then tutted before gripping the scruff of his neck gently with her teeth and lifting him up next to his brother and sister. Gripping the scruff of his neck gently with her teeth and lifting him up next to his brother and sister. This is why I never had kittens she muttered to herself. It's a bit of a drop for you on the other side, she told them. So do try to land on your feet. She needn't have worried. As she landed soundlessly on the deck, the three kittens followed swiftly behind, each of them landing with the same grace, even Cosmo, who looked particularly pleased with himself. Clara stopped herself from smiling, then took another survey of the deck. All clear, she whispered. Quickly now. She ran along the freshly polished wood of the promenade, the kitten's tiny paws pattering behind as they kept close to the edges, ducking beneath the numerous deck chairs and benches until they reached the captain's quarters. The captain always left his door slightly ajar so that Clara could come and go as she pleased. His quarters were made up of three rooms, the bathroom, which Clara rarely ventured into, complete with a bathtub, the bedroom, with a bed in a large carved wooden wardrobe where the captain kept his uniforms, and a sitting room with a table and chairs and a comfortable settee where Clara took most of her naps. In the late afternoon, the sun shone through the porthole, hitting the perfect spot. Clara turned to the kittens, whose eyes were wide as they took in the luxurious surroundings. The walls were paneled with mahogany and intricate wallpaper, with crimson curtains made of silk and the furniture was just as grand, made from the finest oak and upholstered in the richest fabrics. Not to mention the plush, cream carpet, which Clara loved to sink her paws into. These are the captain's quarters, Clara told them. You'll have to stay here for now, until I find a more suitable accommodation, but under no circumstances are you to leave this room, and when you hear the captain, hide silently beneath the table. The secret word for this chapter is going to be captain. Violet looked at the large table, then back at Clara. What will happen if he finds us, Miss Clara? Clara wasn't sure. She hoped that the captain would let them stay until they reached land, 
but she would feel much happier if they were somewhere that he wouldn't be discovered by humans. The captain is a very busy man, she told them. He rarely spends much time in here, apart from cleaning himself and sleeping, so you should be fine. Cosmo nudged Clara's leg with his nose. I'm hungry, Miss Clara, he mewed. Jack and Violet nodded. Clara sighed. Stay here and out of sight. I'll see if I can scrounge something from the galley. She turned to leave, already regretting having brought them to her captain's quarters, but unsure of anywhere else where they would be safe. She hurried down into the depths of the ship toward the galley, hoping that the kittens wouldn't rip the place apart while she was gone. <laughs>